Please listen carefully. Salutations, toppers, and welcome to episode 101 of the Turn of Phrases podcast. I thank you for giving me some of your time today, and I hope this episode finds you well. Today, or should I say, to hey, we're talking about some phrases that have to do with hey. I've got no ado, so let's bail out of this intro and get into today's phrases, origins, history, and more. First up is a needle in a haystack, a saying I feel like I should have done long ago, since it's a rather popular saying. It means something is hard to find, although it can just be used to imply something is virtually impossible to accomplish. St. Thomas More, an English lawyer, social philosopher, author, statesman, and noted Renaissance humanist, wrote in 1532 that, quote, to seek out one line in his books would be to go look for a needle in a meadow. End quote. I was unable to confirm if Moore was talking about his own writing or someone else's, but this is considered by many to be the origin of the saying. Although some people argue that the true origin is a similar but far older saying, the ancient Chinese proverb, to dive into the sea to feel for a needle. This was an old-timey times way to say something was impossible, so it may well be the true origin of the phrase. Whether it was ancient China or an English saint that came up with it, one of the most well-known early uses of it is in Don Quixote, the 1605 novel by Miguel de Cervantes, which we seem to refer to quite often here on the show. Anyway, he wrote about a, quote, needle in a bottle of hay, end quote. Now, that still is not exactly how we say it these days, but it is closer. Washington Irving was an American short story writer, essayist, biographer, historian, and diplomat. In 1834, the complete works of Washington Irving was published, and by this time the modern-day version of the saying must have been in use for a while, as the following was included in this publication. Quote, if I want to find any particular article, it is, in the language of a humble but expressive saying, looking for a needle in a haystack. End quote. Now, let's go to bed. To hit the hay means to go to bed, and this dreamy phrase is connected to old-timey times mattresses. Before foam and springs and sleep numbers were a thing, most mattresses were made of cloth and filled with hay. Since the hay would tend to shift around, and because bugs and small animals like sleeping in hay as well, people tended to hit their mattresses before bed to both even out the hay and to make any creatures vamoose. So before going to bed, they would literally hit the hay. And yes, if you're wondering, this is pretty much where the similar saying of hit the sack came from as well. But this is a hay episode, so we're focusing on the mattress filler not the mattress casing. Now, we know that hay has been used to refer to beds in general since at least the early 20th century. 
1902, American author George Add wrote People You Know and included this quote. After dinner, he smoked one perfecto and then, when he had put in a frolicsome hour or so with the North American Review, he crawled into the hay at 9.30 p.m. End quote. Crawl became hit not long after, as we find it a year later in the Oakland Tribune, a newspaper from Oakland, California. In an article from July of 1903, we find this quote, Sam Berger, the Olympic heavyweight, was sleepy, and he announced that he was going to hit the hay. End quote. That's all there is to this one. It was just a literal action that became an idiom. So now, let's overload a camel. The straw that broke the camel's back refers to one small thing being the tipping point in a situation. Usually, it's used to describe something big happening unexpectedly, especially when something seemingly small or unrelated causes the big thing to happen. Now, some people shorten this saying to just the last straw, which makes sense, as the original saying was, it is the last straw that breaks the camel's back. Well, that's the original straw version. This saying actually begins with the proverb, it is the last feather that breaks the horse's back. This version was in use in the 17th century, although its true origin is unknown. In the 18th century, it was being said as, it is the last straw that overloads the camel. By the 19th century, it was more in line with what we say today. In The Age, a newspaper from Melbourne, Australia, we find the following in an article from December of 1854. Quote, It was to be remembered that it was the last straw that broke the camel's back, and the colony ought to do nothing to diminish its credit in the London markets, where it was already so low that nobody would come forward and lend them a shilling. End quote. Now I have a couple of turn of phrases tidbits for you. Grasping at straws means you're trying desperately to save yourself or resolve a situation, but are unlikely to succeed. This one is really straightforward because we know exactly where it came from. This is another one from Thomas More, who we just discussed earlier for Needle in a Haystack. He first used this phrase in A Dialogue of Comfort Against Tribulation, which he wrote in 1534, although he used clutching instead of grasping. The idea behind this one actually refers to someone reaching out for reeds to save themselves from drowning. Reeds, a plant that is often found growing near water, have a similar structure to a straw. One can imagine that someone drowning would be desperate to grab at anything that could save them, even the non-sturdy plant at the edge of the water. This desperate visual image lends itself well to the saying. A straw man argument is when one side puts forth an argument that is easily argued, making it easier to win or make their opponent look bad. It makes sense, then, that a straw man is someone thought to have no integrity. The original meaning of straw man was an imaginary opponent that people would pretend to argue against, something that's been in use since at least the early 17th century. According to the Online Etymology Dictionary, man of straw can be dated back to 1620 and was defined as, quote, an easily refuted imaginary opponent in an argument, end quote. This saying makes sense if you think about scarecrows, which are literal men of straw and in a way 
are imaginary men. They're used to make animals think someone is there, even when there isn't really anyone there. So the connection to the saying isn't that hard to see. That's all I have on this one, so now it's time for today's familiar quotation. Topper's today's familiar quotation is from Kristen Scott Thomas. Here's what she had to say about hay. Quote, I think people do work too much. I've never been able to understand the whole make hay while the sun shines thing. Either I want to work or I don't want to work. End quote. Thank you, Ms. Thomas, for giving us today's familiar quotation. All right, toppers, it's time for today's For Better or For Words. Love advice from old-timey times. Remember that this advice is over a hundred years old, and I'm sharing it for entertainment purposes only. Now, let's hear from the ladies first. Don't wash your dirty linen in public, or even before your most intimate friends. If there are certain disagreeable matters to discuss, take care to discuss them in complete privacy. And now for the men. Don't think that because you and your wife married for love, there will never be a cloud in your sky. Neither of you is perfect, and you will have to learn to avoid treading on each other's corns. All right, toppers, that's going to do it for episode 101. Thank you for lending me your ears today to turn some phrases. As I always do, I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you learned something along the way. Check out my website, turnaphrases.com, to find out information about the show's social media, for details about the music I use in the show, and much more. If you had a good time listening, please consider subscribing or leaving a rating and review. Also, if you know someone who'd enjoy the show, please tell them about it to help spread the word. Thanks again for listening to the Turn of Phrases podcast, researched, written, hosted, and produced by me, Frisky. Until next time, toppers. Hey, thanks for listening. Toodaloo! Let me rephrase. And because bugs and small... <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. This vidu... Vidu... <laughs> this desperate visual... Vis... <laughs> Come on.